Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2017. I'm Steve McIntosh. Our guests are Faye Vorderlandwer, Executive Director, and Brianna Tucker, Program Director, Alzheimer's Association of Central and Western Kansas. I hope I got that about right. You did. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome to 2017. Personally, uh, I've lost several friends to Alzheimer's. In the past couple of years, one quite recently. Could uh, one of you give us a picture of the impact of this disease? How many afflicted locally or nationally? You've got some numbers for us. Faye? We do. We have some numbers, and they're very sobering. There are 15 million Americans that have, oh, excuse me, 15 million Americans care for those with dementia, and there's 52 million that have Alzheimer's disease. Is that correct? Um, There's actually, it's uh, 5.4 million Americans dealing with this disease today. Uh, In Kansas alone, we have 51,000 Kansans Uh, with Alzheimer's disease. I apologize. I have so many numbers in my head. Well, thank you, Brianna, for jumping in there with that. And uh, uh, basically, it's it's pretty widespread, and even one case is too many. You know, uh, when you try to include family members impacted by Alzheimer's, how many is that again? Uh, that expands by a quotient, huh? It does. There's 52 million that provide unpaid care for those people. 52 million people? 15, 15, 15 million people. Yeah. And so, and that's unpaid care. We're not even talking about the doctors and nurses and paid caregivers. As I, <coughs> excuse me, as I prepared for this show... I wrote this question. Probably the most prominent person afflicted by Alzheimer's was former President Ronald Reagan, uh, which may be true. But uh, here recently, uh, Glenn Campbell has passed away. And uh, this guy was a huge star, uh, music star. And he had the, uh, of course, he's, he's had the uh, Alzheimer's for a long time, and he actually went out on tour. One of you talk about Glenn Campbell and what he has meant to the Alzheimer's Association. Brianna? Um, so, Glenn was, we're very, very saddened by the news, and Glenn was a huge part um, with Alzheimer's uh, disease. He was courageous. Uh, he put, helped put Alzheimer's disease on the map and get people talking about it. Uh, he opened up his life for us to see what it's like to have Alzheimer's disease on his final goodbye tour. Um, so he was very impactful. Um, we could not have done a whole lot without him. And so, again, we're very saddened by this news. Now, as as I understand it, uh, is one of his his daughters coming to town? Uh, You want to talk about that? Yeah, so actually um, his wife, uh, Kim Campbell, and his daughter, Ashley Campbell, and son, Shannon Campbell, will be coming to town um, November 1st and November 2nd at the Kansas Star 
uh, event center. So on November 1st, it's going to be an up-close-and-personal event with Kim Campbell. Um, she's going to be talking about her life on the road. And now with the most recent, uh, with Glenn Campbell's passing, um, definitely will be a topic of conversation as well. And then also, Ashley and Shannon are going to jump in, talk a little bit at what it's like to play with their dad in the band when he had Alzheimer's disease, and also uh, play um, a few of his songs uh, in their songs as well. So that's at the Interest Bank Arena? Um, that's actually going to be at the Kansas, at Kansas Star. I'm sorry, Kansas Star. Yes, and then on November 2nd, we have our full day of our education conference, and Kim Campbell is going to be our keynote speaker. Um, her, She will be on around 3 o'clock. So for more information, what should uh, our listeners do then? Uh, you can call our office at 316-267-7333 or go online to our website, alz.org backslash CW Kansas. Hey, listen, uh, I did mention Ronald Reagan, and, and uh, you have to say that he kind of got the, the ball rolling as far as public information. Faye, tell me about that. Uh, your response to Ronald Reagan is his courageous efforts. There are so many... Um people that have been affected and when prominent people such as Ronald Reagan, Glenn Campbell come forward, it helps to diffuse the stigma of Alzheimer's disease. A lot of people try to keep it quiet and maybe there's a shame that's put with that. But when they see these people that they look up to in the public that also have this disease and are struggling with it the same way they are, they help to bring awareness to not only those that maybe don't have Alzheimer's in their family or close relationship, but they're also bringing hope and courage to those that are suffering you with know, it. And then again, on another level, a person like me, I've got one, two, three, four, five, or six people in the past eight or nine years who are personal acquaintances. We're all being touched by this, are we not? We are. You would be at this point in time, I believe, hard-pressed to find someone that doesn't know someone with Alzheimer's disease that's in their family or an acquaintance. That's, that's an interesting statement. I think you're probably true. Now, what are the symptoms? What are we looking at here? Uh, say somebody is, uh, they forgot their car keys or something. But tell me the, the real symptoms of Alzheimer's. Well, and I brought this because we have a program called Know the Ten Signs. Okay. And so there are ten signs, and I can go through these. Okay. Um, the first sign is memory loss that disrupts excuse me, disrupts daily life. Okay. So sometimes, you know, you forget where you put your keys. That could be a little bit absent-minded. But if it's disrupting your daily living, that's something to look out for. Challenges in planning or solving problems, things that you could normally do. Now you kind of have to stop and take a moment. Yeah. Difficulty in completing familiar tasks. Confusion with time or place. Trouble understanding visual images or spatial relationships. So if you see something in like this can of um, soda, but you don't even really know what that is, oh, okay. that could be something. Yeah. New problems with words or speaking and writing. Misplacing things and losing the ability to retrace your steps. Decreased or poor judgment. Withdrawal from work or social activities. And then changes in mood and personality. If you're normally an upbeat and happy person and then all of a sudden you're moody and grouchy and things like that, that could be, you know, something be, to yeah. kind of look out for. Is this just something for old people? 
No, yeah, it is not. <laughs> How young are we looking at here as far as Alzheimer's cases? Well, Brianna just introduced me to um, a gentleman several months ago who was 45, I believe. Yikes. Um, okay. And I know Brianna can talk a little bit more on early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah, tell me, Brianna, tell me how this disease progresses. I mean, um, you've got the symptoms, and then what, what goes on now? Yeah, so um, this disease does progress. Um, typically, it's a slow progression, um, and everybody's different, so it affects everybody different. Um, and so in some people, um, it can progress slow, and some can progress faster. Um, again, it just depends. On average, somebody with this disease lives 8 to 10 years with this progression. Now, if you are diagnosed under the age of 65, uh, they do say it can speed up the progression uh, in an average of four to five years. Again, it just depends. I've seen um, people live a year to two years with the disease, and I've seen people live 20, 25 years uh, with this disease. Well, uh, as it progresses along, obviously, I've kind of watched it informally in in some friends and uh, Basically, it, it gets worse and worse. But what is it that absolutely at the end, what is it that causes death? I That's mean, a great does question. Does the brain just forget to breathe? Is that pretty much it? You are correct. Wow. So eventually our brain kind of, you know, we eventually forget how to walk. We eventually forget how to talk, how to eat. And then, like you said, we eventually forget how to breathe. Do, you, do we have a good handle on what causes this? I've heard, you know plaque or something like that. You want to talk to the, some, of, some of the specifics of that, what they think causes it? That's a great question. So uh, right now, um, you know, we have a lot of researchers out there trying to figure out uh, what causes Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. Um, we fully don't know what causes it. But like you said, um, what we do know is the plaques and tangles, um, they say, get into our brain. Uh, and that's what causes this disease. How the plaques and tangles get into our brain, we do not know. What they do know is the plaques and tangles actually start developing 10, 15, 20 years in our brain before we even start seeing symptoms. Mm. So once we start seeing symptoms, those plaques and tangles are actually at its peak. And then it just continues to progress from there. Now, uh, treating the disease, uh, can you prolong life? Can you slow it down at all with drugs or other therapy like that? Um, So right now what we do have um, is some medications that's actually going to help the symptoms. We don't have anything that's going to slow down or stop this disease. Um, But what the medications do is really just to kind of help with the symptoms and to help us live um, higher functioning longer with this disease. Let's talk about uh, about research for a minute. Does it seem like sometimes you just, you keep pushing and nothing happens or do you make progressive steps? Has there been any progress made that we can talk about in in relation to, you know, figuring out how how to solve this puzzle? I think I, and how I look at research is anytime we're doing a research, it is progress. There you go. Um, you got it. Because we might, uh, you know, we go this route and it might not work. But so then we go this route and might not work. So we know a lot that uh, maybe doesn't work. So how <laughs> can we uh, figure out sure. really, um, you know, how to help this disease? And I think the tricky thing is, is again, it starts 15, 20 years in our brains um, before we even start seeing symptoms. So uh, I think that also makes it difficult. What's the level of optimism for folks like you that we're going to have a breakthrough? 
here in the next year or two years in our lifetime. Are you optimistic or do you, uh, about this? I am actually really Brianna, optimistic. You are? Okay, good. I am, yeah. and I think um, we actually just had our international um, Alzheimer's conference uh, in um, London. July. Yes, in London, and there's just so many um, researchers out there that are really excited to where research is going. Um, will we see a cure? Um, I really hope so, and I do see us at least um, being able to slow the progression. Um, our goal uh, as an association is to find a cure, a way to slow it down, or prevention by 2025. Uh, and we're coming up on that, and I think there's just been so much that's coming out um, that has been giving us a lot of hope. How, and how can our listeners, I mean, they're out there listening, say, hey, gosh, I'd like to help you folks. What, what can they do? They can come visit us at our office. We're at 1820 East Douglas, um, right across from the Cargill Food Bank. We're there Monday through Friday. We have um, all kinds of staff members there from program staff to development staff that can help answer questions and things like that. Also, um, we have a website, alz.org, that they can go to as well. And then we have a 1-800 number that's available 24-7. So say if you're a caregiver and it's in the evening and, gosh, mom is just doing something, I don't know what to do, I need some help, don't think that you have to wait till Monday at 8 a.m. to call us. Call us. It's the 800 number, which I'd love to tell your listeners, is 800 800- Two seven two three nine zero zero, and that's twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year. You've got a problem at Christmas, call us. You've got a problem, you know, Thanksgiving, whenever three o'clock in the morning. Give that number a call. Trained professionals will be there on the other end to help you through. You're listening to Issues 2017 on the Intercom Radio Stations, and our guests are Faye Vorderlandwehr, <laughs> Executive Director, and Brianna Tucker. Program Director, Alzheimer's Association of Central and Western Kansas. Now let's talk about about your work, the programs and services, what you can do for individuals. Uh, uh, What do we start off with? Uh, How about what what kind of help is available for loved ones? Brianna? Uh, Yeah. I think we were deciding who was going to take that question. Okay, so for uh, loved ones, so if you have a loved one that is experiencing this disease, uh, again, you can uh, take advantage of calling our office um, or helpline um, for more information. We have information relating to the disease um, about different stages, uh, what maybe to expect. Uh, What about the legal and financial? If you have questions on, okay, I got uh, my loved one just got diagnosed. Now, what do I do on the legal side or the financial side? Because that's really important to get that done in the early stage. Um, And so we have different education opportunities. Um, We have workshops. We also have our workshops at our website at alz.org as well, um, that you can kind of help educate yourself on this disease. And we all, yes. What about if, the, if you're, you're a caregiver and your loved one, you, you want to be there 24-7, but, but you can't, uh, or, or maybe you just need a break. Right. Uh, do you have any special services for that? Great question. We actually do. We have a couple respite care grant opportunities uh, within our um, local office. Um, We have a gentleman actually in Dodge City donated um, respite care funds um, to loved ones just to give them a break, like you said. 
we know if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't properly take care of your loved one. Um, and so you can call our office at 316-267-7333, and we can get you more information on if you qualify um, and how we can get you signed up. Now, uh, education efforts. You've talked about that a little bit. Uh, you want to talk any more about education efforts? Um, do, you, do you go and do seminars? Do you give speeches or something like that? You got it. So we do. Um, we do speeches to the public. Uh, we also do speeches to professionals as well. Um, if you do want a um, public presentation brought to you or more information, again, um, give us a call, and we'd love to come out and give that presentation. If you cannot... Um, go to any of our presentations. Again, you can go to our website, and we have all our presentations are on our website. Uh, you're able to watch uh, alz.org uh, backslash care, and you can find those uh, different education opportunities as well. Faye, do you, uh, do you lobby state and federal government? Do you do you any lobbying or, or trying to educate them about this? We do. Um, we actually have a gentleman on staff named James Koval who does all of our public policy for the state of Kansas. Um, our chapter, when we talk about programs and things like that, we cover 68 counties in Kansas, and then there's another chapter that does the Kansas City area. However, we're lucky enough in our chapter to um, have brought James on about a year ago, and so he does all of our public policy needs for the entire state of Kansas. And... Um, One of the things that we did last March, we went to an advocacy forum and we lobbied for Congress to increase funding for the NIH to do research. And we asked for $400 million. Um, that doesn't do sound like very much. You know, it doesn't. You can get, I guess, huh? You do. (laughs) And what is amazing to me, though, is, um, and this, we were talking about this on the way here was the NIH spends about $100 on Alzheimer's research for every $16,000 that's spent from Medicare and Medicaid. Mm. So you're right. It's not a lot. But you do take what you can get. Alzheimer's is the most expensive disease out there. Mm. And it costs more than heart disease and cancer combined. Wow. So we do need um, this research. And we lost, are. You talk about lost productivity and, and that when you're talking about And the we're talking about the cost to and, just. And treatment and care and everything. Eh? Yes. I mean, cumulatively, between now and 2050, it will cost $20.4 trillion. That's with a T. Wow. And two-thirds of that will be borne by Medicare and Medicaid. Gosh. We'll have to take that. So, I mean, it could literally bankrupt our health care system. This has been characterized, and now I'm going to paraphrase because I, I know I won't get it exactly right. This is, is, is the affliction that actually takes your loved one twice. You want to speak to that? Because I've, I've heard that mentioned so many times. I have heard that, and I've also heard it as the longest goodbye. Yeah, that's the other one. Um, yeah. And while I personally have not had to experience that, um, I've heard stories from those that come into our office that you just watch your loved ones slip away more and more each time mm. that it is. It's the longest goodbye. You lose them little by little by little. And as Brianna said, sometimes individuals with the disease can live 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So imagine losing your loved one piece by piece oh. for that long. It's terrible. Well, I know you have fundraisers. You got to. That's what, what we you're there for. We have to, yeah. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about your fundraisers. What uh, kind of activities do you do to try to, to raise some money for this fight against Alzheimer's? 
Well, our largest fundraiser is our Walk to End Alzheimer's, and we actually hold eight of those walks throughout um, central and western Kansas. Here in Wichita, we'll have that walk on the 21st of October at the Water Walk. So we encourage everyone to come out. You can find out more information about that at our website, Mm -hmm. ALZ.org. We also have walks in Montgomery County, Cowley County, Dodge City, Great Bend. We go out to Liberal. Am I forgetting? Hayes. Hayes. I can't believe I forgot Hayes. But we travel all over because obviously this disease isn't just centered here in Sedgwick County. Well, yeah, you're representing 68 counties with your organization. There's 52,000 Kansans that have this disease that we know of. Now, do you need volunteers? Always we need volunteers. (laughs) Always. Not only for our events, but for our programs and things like that. And really our staff, we talk about the 68 counties. There's nine of us. So um, in order to do what we do and reach the magnitude of people that we need to reach, the nine of us can't do it alone. And we solely, you know, truly, truly need our volunteers to come and help us and help um, all of those be, people. They have to be trained medically. They don't have to be doctors or nurses or anything. No, they, no, there they are, don't. There's a lot of ways they can help. Right? There are a lot of ways okay. they can help with the events. And I can let Brianna talk about some of the ways that she uses volunteers to help with programs and support groups and things Brianna, like that. Yeah. So we actually have 32 different support groups in our 68 different counties. Um, and 31 of those are all volunteer led, um, which Again, it is so great because these volunteers, most of them have gone through the whole process with their loved one. Uh, so they're able to really share their story and help those others that are struggling. Uh, we also use them uh, for our Memory Cafe, which is our early stage engagement program. Uh, we have a program called the Roth Project uh, where we're able to give iPods with those with Uh, this disease or memory loss Um, and we utilize volunteers helping us load the iPods um, and helping us um, give these iPods uh, to other individuals as well. Um, We also train volunteers to teach our education programs. Now what what would you say are the biggest challenges that are facing you in your work? Faith? Biggest challenge? Not enough money for one thing of course (laughs) but what else? Of course it's really educating people. I don't know how many times when I meet someone and I tell them I work for the Alzheimer's Association, oh, I might have it or I have old timers. And, you know, that may, they think be funny, but it's actually, it's not funny. It's (laughs) if they truly knew what Alzheimer's disease does, they would truly know that that isn't funny and it is a serious disease. So I think a lot of what I would like our association to do and our national association agrees as well is really the education piece and letting people know, you know, as we say, some people want to hide it. It's not shameful. You didn't do anything to get Alzheimer's disease. If you have a brain, which all of us have a brain, you're going to be at risk for Alzheimer's disease. I mean, it's just one of those things. So to educate folks on what it is and how to approach those that have it, that it's not a laughing, joking matter. What's a, then what is the most rewarding part of your work? What's rewarding about this? I mean, you, you don't have a cure yet. So you we don't, don't have a cure. And I'm going to tell a story, and Brianna, you jump in. And I was only with the association for a couple months, and we had a lady come in. She's in her 60s, I believe, and she had her mom with her. And she was caring for her mom, full-time caring for her at home. 
this lady worked third shift, so she hired someone to come stay the night with her mom, and then she cared for her mom all day and night, so I don't know when she slept. And she brought her mom in, and her mom was very frustrated, and we put an iPod and some headphones on her, and we gave her some music, and she just started to smile, and her daughter cried and said, this is the first time I've seen her smile in a year. Wow. To be able to offer that to a family, it's amazing. That's good stuff. Well, listen, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. You talk about education. Maybe we've educated some people here today about the work that you do. Uh, covering 68 counties in Kansas. And, uh, again, thanks for being with us. And we can all, well, hope and pray for something to develop here in the next couple of years that might get this thing done. Our guests are Faye Vorderlandwehr, Executive Director, and Brianna Tucker, Program Director, Alzheimer's Association of Central and Western Kansas. That's all for this edition of Issues 2017. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.